Welcome into another edition of the Stretch Big Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Bigelow. We are officially 26 days away from Selection Sunday. It was 70 degrees in Omaha, Nebraska today. Weird things are happening. The number one team in the country lost tonight in downtown. Uh, UConn falls to Creighton at the CHI Health Center. Um, there's a lot going on, a lot of wild uh, wild stuff going on in college hoops. Number one and number two have lost in the last three days. Um, there's all sorts. I mean, it's uh, getting down to brass tacks with just inside of four weeks until Selection Sunday. Um, Nebraska goes on the road to try to get the elusive uh, monkey off their back of a Big Ten conference road win they face indiana on wednesday night at assembly hall in bloomington Uh, nebraska will be coming off of a win at home 68 to 49 over penn state while indiana lost on sunday afternoon at assembly hall 76 72 to northwestern the hoosiers are on a two-game skid after they got punked by purdue um eight days prior in West Lafayette. Uh, This is a rematch of a game from um, January 3rd that Nebraska won in Lincoln 86-70 in part because of how many turnovers they forced uh, that night. Um, Nebraska, I think they forced 18 turnovers, if I remember correctly. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I just vividly remember that being kind of the only thing that uh, Mike Woodson talked about in his uh, media availability at PBA um, after that first game. Because if you look at uh, Indiana's stats from that first game uh, back in January, you know, guys had good games. Kalel Ware had 20 points. Um, Willie Grinnell had 14. Um, but, yeah, looking at the stats now, they, they turned it over 19 times against Nebraska. Uh, the first time out, while well, the Huskers uh, in that game only had eight turnovers, so they were, um, you know, eleven more turnovers than uh, your opponent. That's not exactly a recipe uh, to win. Even though they, Indiana was forty-seven percent from the field, fifty percent from three in that first game in January, but Indiana has definitely um, hit the skids. They are struggling um, right now. They're in an awkward position. Uh, with some uh, narratives in and around uh, the program, for sure. And they've kind of been the walking wounded uh, throughout the year. Xavier Johnson, once again injured, no timetable for his return. Uh, He messed his wrist up pretty good uh, a couple weeks ago uh, for IU. So now they are starting uh, Gabe Cups in his place. Um, You know, Indiana's looked a lot better this year when they have uh, played four guards, but that's been kind of few and far between. Uh, for Mike Woodson's butch. They're currently 14-11 and 11 on the season, and they are sitting in um, in 10th place in the Big Ten um, with a couple weeks to go, 6-8 and eight in the league, 14-11 uh, overall. Uh, Nebraska, I mean, they have they've been given a nice little stretch here you know, to uh, finish out the season. You know, Indiana 
obviously on Wednesday night, huge game on Sunday evening. Minnesota comes to Pinnacle Bank Arena. I get to share my favorite stat again. Um, I'll, I'll share it until it's uh, no longer true. The last time Minnesota won a basketball game uh, against Nebraska in Lincoln, uh, their head coach was Tubby Smith. Nebraska's head coach was Doc Sadler, and the game was at the Devaney Center. Uh, that's how long it's been. Richard Patino went over at Pinnacle Bank Arena during his time as the Minnesota head coach, and uh, Ben Johnson has yet to win a game at PBA. But then Ohio State, after that, trip to Columbus. Um, talk a little bit about the interim coach bump that uh, Ohio State saw uh, this past weekend taking down Purdue in Columbus, their first game uh, under Jake Diebler, the new, well, not the new, the interim uh, head coach for the Buckeyes. Um, I mentioned it on the last pod I did. You know, welcome to welcome to being in the power chair. Your first uh, first games against Purdue, but Ohio State won by four on uh, Sunday in Columbus. Yeah, and then on that same day, uh, Northwestern over Indiana and uh, Minnesota down Rutgers at the barn. As I sit here recording this, uh, Iowa went on the road to East Lansing uh, this evening, took down Michigan State, seventy eight seventy one. Big game. From Peyton Sanford, 22, 18 points from Ben Crickey, 14 for Pat McCaffrey uh, coming off the bench. Uh, Michigan State, they had been kind of surging, but that is their 10th uh, loss of the season. Um, they just did, I mean, I didn't watch any of this game, if I'm being 100% honest. But yeah, Iowa picks up a road win uh, at the Breslin over Sparty, and then Wisconsin gets off the schneid um, and takes down Maryland 74-70. to at the Kohl Center, despite allowing 41 uh, second-half points from the Terps. Wisconsin was up eight at half, one by four uh, in Madison uh, tonight. Tomorrow, uh, like I said, Nebraska-Indiana, 7.30 on BTN, and then Illinois goes on the road to the Penn State team that we just saw on uh, Saturday in Lincoln. So a little bit about this game for this Nebraska-Penn State game from Saturday. Uh, first half, first 20 minutes, exactly as I expected. I mean, I'll give uh, Austin Orman from 93.7 The Ticket uh, credit. He had the meme of the day, uh, the scene from uh, Arrested Development where uh, Jason Bateman <laughs> opens the fridge and sees a brown paper bag labeled Dead Dove, Don't Eat, and he looks in the bag and he says, I don't know what I expected. Um, that was kind of in it, but it had the Nebraska-Penn State logo and the first half stats, sleepy, sluggish, you know, not very... Um, Fun to watch for the first uh, 20 minutes on Saturday in Lincoln. Biggest uh, crowd pop of the first half might have been for that one. It wasn't even for in the, during the half. It was at halftime uh, for the baby race, <laughs> the baby race that was on the court at halftime. The crowd got into that. But, uh, yeah, first half was not very, not very aesthetically pleasing. 28-22, uh, Nebraska led at the break. Uh, they only made 12 shots in the first half. We're just two of eleven from three. Uh, had six first half turnovers. You know they did not. You know it looked like a team that hadn't played in a week, but they still had a lead uh, over Penn State. Penn State, who they were without their leading scorer, you know Kanye Clary, who you know just a couple days later would be dismissed from the team. I've been told that is an academic uh, issue. Mike Rhodes. Um, when asked about Clary's absence on Saturday, kind of just said, yeah, they uh, told us he's not traveling, didn't make the trip. And then at his uh, follow-up media availability, once he got back to uh, State College, said Clary was no longer with the team and it was his uh, decision. 
uh, leading scorer, Ace Baldwin, was held uh, scoreless in the first half. Uh, Bryce Williams did a great job uh, defending Baldwin, who was their you know, leading scorer without uh, Clary, obviously, and talked about him on the preview pod. He you know, followed Rhodes to VCU, not to VCU, from VCU to Penn State. He's had some big games this year, but he was over in the first half. Uh, Zach Hicks and DeMarco Dunn um, really carried the load for Penn State in the first half. Baldwin came alive in the second, had all 10 of his points, but no one else really could do much of anything. And Nebraska turned it on uh, in the second 20 minutes, 12 second-half points for Casey Tomanaga. A couple made threes. You know, they were only they only had two. They only had, Nebraska only had two uh, second-half threes as well, four for 21 from three, and that's good for 19%. But Nebraska still found a way uh, to win by almost 20 points, uh, in part due to these stats, you know, 30, 18 points off the bench, uh, 36 points in the paint, 15 points, you know, that they were able to turn uh, 14 Penn State turnovers into, um, you know, Nebraska, they just, you know, they took care of business, um, won, the re- won the boards by 11, you know, had 11 offensive rebounds, um, and they just, uh, they turned it on in the second half, finished with uh Three guys in double figures. Tomonaga was 17. He really likes playing Penn State. I don't know what it is. Last year he had uh, his 30-point game down the stretch at PBA against uh, Penn State. The uh, viral picture of him flipping the middle finger um, on the road to uh, the student section. That happened at the Bryce Jordan Center. And then he has another big game, uh, 17 points in this one, including a sequence where he did the two little hand gesture when there wasn't even anyone around him after he made a... <laughs> After he made a uh, shot at the rim, but I don't know what Kese Tomonaga has against uh, Penn State, but he just uh, he really enjoys playing them. That's for sure. That um, he continues to you know be turning it on you know at the right time. But Penn State, you know, nothing was uh, nothing was easy for Nebraska, but uh, they were able to pull away, hold serve at home. Now there's five games remaining on the year and you know Nebraska looked their best on Saturday when they were playing through the paint like I said they had you know more than 30 points in the paint with uh, guys like Rank Mass, Josiah Alec, uh, Jawan Gary. Um, you know Jawan Gary, you know he continues to uh, you know remind remind me and plenty of other folks that uh, I think he's still you know the most important uh, player on this Nebraska team. Um, and they you know He's going to have a big role again um, against Indiana on Wednesday with how big Indiana is. You know, they usually start four uh, bigger guys with Ware, um, Malik Renault, and uh, five-star freshman uh, Mackenzie Mbako. So the big lineup, that's a big, uh, you know, it's a perfect uh, matchup for this big lineup uh, going against uh, another proverbial uh, big lineup in uh, IU. So that'll be... Yeah, that's looking back on Saturday. You know, Nebraska, Nebraska improves. You know, to eight and seven, they get above five hundred in league play. Uh, Eighteen and eight for the season, uh, with five games to go. You know, five games remaining. Uh, two, two Sunday games at Pinnacle Bank Arena, and three roadies, and then we are on to Minneapolis for the Big Ten tournament and postseason play. Uh, Nebraska. Right now, they are, you know, they are a game out of the four spot 
uh, currently the sixth seed if the season ended today, but they've got a chance to uh, maybe move up uh, with uh, this finishing stretch. So looking at Indiana, you know, I kind of previewed them uh, earlier in the year back uh, back in January before the game at PBA, and uh, to be quite honest, not a whole lot has changed. You know, Malik Renault and Kalel Ware are both averaging around 15 a game. You know, that's going to be the key It's how they defend them. I mean, they both had excellent games, you know, in the game in Lincoln, but Nebraska, you know, still won by almost 20. You know, Kalel Ware probably going to the NBA draft this year. You know, he's really, really good, in my opinion. You know, seven, seven-footer. You know, he's averaging almost a double-double, 56%. Uh, from the field, and you know he he kind of feasted in that first game. Um, and Renault, he can when he gets going, he's tough to stop. Uh, and Baca's their third leading scorer, eleven per game. Uh, he's been up and down, you know, for sure this year. But I mean, Nebraska's backcourt—it's going to be a huge game uh, for these guards because Indiana's backcourt situation has definitely been their Achilles' heel all year. That's where a lot of the turnovers in that first matchup in Lincoln came from. Um, that was Xavier Johnson's, you know, first game back. And then he got injured again, you know, right. And, and then, you know, now you know, Indiana, you know, plays Trey Galloway, uh, Gabe Cups, and then, you know, CJ Gunn and maybe Anthony Leal in off the bench, depending on uh, matchups. You know, none of those guys are really, you know, they were, haven't really gotten going. Cups and uh, Galloway are kind of, stereotypical, you know, Indiana, um, you know, sneaky athletic guards. Um, they'll, they'll take threes. That's for sure. I'm interested to see, you know, how they defend, you know, how Nebraska defends those guys and maybe they're, you know, daring them to shoot, you know, the no middle, you know, scramble drill, you know, defense we've seen kind of allows shots. I think if Indiana is going to get any open shots and they're not trying to pound the paint, it'll definitely be, uh, shots coming from, Galloway and Cups on a Wednesday night. Uh, Ken Palm gives Nebraska a 59% chance uh, to win this game. 75-73 um, is the projected score on Ken Palm. Over on Torvik gives Nebraska a 55% chance to win. 74-73 is the final score. And then looking at um, looking at Evan. Miyakawa, once again, great podcasting here as I pull up. Miyakawa has the projected score of 74.9 to 74.7. So basically a coin flip game on Evan's site. I'm not seeing a spread out just yet, actually. No, I am. Indiana by a point and a half, according to ESPN Bet on the ESPN app. And uh, BPI from ESPN Analytics has it as a coin flip as well, 50%, 50 50.1% Indiana, 49.9% Nebraska. So they say it's a coin flip. I think this is ripe for the picking for Nebraska to get that first conference road win, uh, get that proverbial monkey off their back, uh, get that narrative um, away from them as they go down uh, the home stretch and then look ahead to a big one uh, on Sunday against Minnesota. You know, Minnesota and Rutgers, I've said it um said it the last couple of days, they're both kind of trending up. They're the two home games. Um and those, you know, those two games kind of raise my eyebrow a little more than going to Ohio State and going to Michigan. Um, you know, Ohio State 
Ohio State just fired their coach. Uh, they got a huge win, but I'm not you know expecting Ohio State to make a run from you know five and ten in the league to being on the right side of the bubble. They finish going to the barn to play Minnesota, going to the Breslin Center to play Michigan State, hosting Nebraska. Uh, hosting Michigan and then going to Rutgers. So I don't really, I'm not expecting any magical miracle run out of Ohio State. Ohio State's about to be on Sunday afternoon on CBS for three straight weeks. The Purdue game on Sunday was on CBS. Uh, they are on CBS again this Sunday against Michigan State at the Breslin Center. And then that game against Michigan on March 3rd is also on CBS. So I don't know. Um, you know, CBS must have liked what they saw from Ohio State. Give them three before the season. Give them three straight games on on CBS to end the year. But nope, that's uh, so Jake Diebler. You can get plenty of uh, firsthand experience, not firsthand experience, firsthand exposure. You know, on uh, on on the eyeball. You know, three straight Sundays. But I'm not expecting Ohio State to do anything crazy or make a run. Maybe the fan base is a little more rejuvenated. After Sunday, that could make that atmosphere in Columbus a little less sleepy. But, you know, it's still, um, you know, that game's basically a coin flip on the analytics sites as well. You know, has Ohio State projected as a one-point winner, you know, right now. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. These next two are, the library game's huge for Nebraska. You know, Tom Chattel said it in his uh, column on Saturday. It was the biggest game of the year until the next one. And that's kind of how... How it's looking for Nebraska right now, they're currently sitting right side of the bubble in uh, most of the projections. The Torvik tournament chance percentage currently just under 70%, 69.3, seed 9.6. I think if Nebraska could, you know, a 10 seed is kind of not a bad spot to be. A little 7-10 game. I've seen a lot of projections of you know, maybe a Colorado State matchup, the Tim Miles uh, Invitational. Um, so, you know, 10 seed would not be the worst thing. 8-9 uh, game, I think, would be tough. I don't know if Nebraska wants to be in an 8-9. But, you know, we, I'm not going to try and sound too picky about NCAA tournament seating you know, with a program that hasn't been to the tournament in 10 years. So um, this game, the Penn State game, was a 98 on Torvik's uh, game grader. Uh, Nebraska has had a couple 99s this year. So it was, you know, if had three 99s but a 98 in that Penn State game, even though it was not uh, the prettiest looking start for Nebraska on Saturday, but 18 and eight, uh, eight and seven in the league. I think if you get to 11 and nine, you are not sweating going to Minneapolis. You're, you know, just playing for, you know, seating help, uh, when you're going up to the target center for the big, big 10 tournament, anybody who, uh, has any recommendations of uh, parts of Minneapolis that I should stay, uh, shoot a DM or, Shoot an email to uh, Stretch Big Pod, Stretch Big Podcast at uh, gmail.com. If you have any recommendations for uh, where to stay or you know places to eat in Minneapolis, I need to lock down where I'm going to stay for the Big Ten tournament uh, in a couple weeks. But so that's looking back at Penn State, looking ahead a little bit to uh, Indiana on Wednesday night. We'll be, you know, obviously have a look at Minnesota ahead of Sunday's game as well. So you know. Around the around uh, college basketball right now, you know this. You know, we're like I said, we're coming down the home stretch. Um, some people are paying a lot of attention to uh, bubble teams, bubble games. Uh, 
I'm more I'm more tuned in on possible you know coaching carousel stuff. Uh, that's my my sicko you know <laughs> thing that I'm locked in on. Aside from doing a podcast and covering Nebraska basketball, which pretty sicko uh, to begin with. But uh, I think this coaching carousel is about to get wild. I think it's gonna you know be the craziest one we've seen in quite some time with college hoops. Uh, we will not have to have any hot seat talk about Fred Hoiberg or a coaching change in Lincoln and, you know, Nebraska, Nebraska fans can just sit back and uh, you know, watch from afar as uh, chaos ensues in the college basketball coaching carousel ranks. We've had a couple big football ones these last couple seasons. I think uh, college basketball coaching carousel might be coming for uh, the, coming for the throne in terms of craziness and, High major coaches leaving their jobs to take other high major jobs. Um, some soft landings for guys who have been let go from high major jobs, possibly at other high majors. Um, you know, right now Ohio State is open. Uh, DePaul is open. West Virginia is technically open. They've been playing with a interim coach all year. And Josh Eilert, I was pretty tuned in to uh, that whole Bob Huggins situation. You know, last summer. Um, and then, you know, we expect uh, Louisville to open. Uh, I think Michigan, one way or another, will probably be open. I think there's a good chance Jawan Howard probably steps away um, in, if he is not let go. Um, you know, I think that there should probably be a, a search going on at, at Michigan, the West Coast schools uh, that are coming to the league. I think there could be some some turnover there, too. Uh, there will be, be a lot going on, a lot of, a lot of movements. Uh, in the surrounding areas of uh, Nebraska, some states close by, for sure. But uh, you know, I'll if I have any intel on any further uh, coaching carousel stuff, I will be sure to sh- sure to share it uh, on the pod going forward. But that's looking back at Nebraska, Penn State, previewing Nebraska, Indiana. Uh, like I said, you know, Purdue lost the other day to uh, Ohio State, UConn, um, who had won you know, fourteen games in a row. They come to Omaha and get blown out tonight. Uh, by Creighton. Um, so is Houston the number one team in the country next week? They might be. I, I don't know. Uh, Houston at 22-3 and three on the year. Uh, held off Iowa State by eight uh, at the Fertitta Center on Monday night. That was, a, that was a tough that was a tough game to watch, too. It was not uh, exact. That, I, I've used the phrase aesthetically pleasing a couple times on this pod, but Houston likely clinches the number one uh, seed in the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, which will be nuts um, but they're they're probably going to be a one seed number one in the big 12 and you know iowa state is uh still pretty good i'd i'd put some stock in them uh once uh bracket time uh comes around for sure um some games of note uh the rest of the week and then i'll uh tap out for uh this episode um you know obviously mentioned the big 10 games uh tomorrow uh, some other games that i'll be You'll probably tuned in on uh, Thursday night Rutgers Purdue at Mackey. Uh, Rutgers has kind of been peaking at the right time. Uh, the like I've you know said the addition of Jeremiah Williams huge huge for Rutgers. Um, you know you can only imagine what their uh, season would have looked like with him uh, from the very start. You know since he has joined the team, he's their leading scorer, thirteen points a game. He's only played in five games, but you know he's he's playing really well and. Steve Peichel always has the, you know, has the blueprint uh, to beat Purdue. They've won at Mackey before, so we will see how that one goes on uh, Thursday night. 
uh, Wazoo, Arizona. I'll be watching Wazoo, Arizona Thursday night as well. What a story, Wazoo. They have the tallest uh, starting lineup in college basketball. They're in the top 25 under uh, Kyle Smith. Kyle Smith will be getting a lot of run uh, here in the carousel as well. Um, Ohio State, Minnesota at the barn on Thursday at 7. You know, we'll see if the, the interim coach bump gets another game from the uh, Jake Diebler era. I will not be watching Michigan Northwestern. I don't know if I am going to willingly choose to tune in to any more uh, games involving Michigan, aside from the uh, Nebraska game on uh, March 10th. So, I don't, yeah, I think I've met my quota watching uh, Michigan for the season, that's for sure. Um, some other games this week to maybe tune into. I think I'm going to try to make it down to Baxter Arena Thursday night for ORU uh, Omaha, if I can find um, you know, Omaha. They had a tough one against South Dakota State this past weekend. You know, they were up up with you know less than two minutes to go, uh, lost in overtime, but they're still um, you know they're still you know on track to you know you know have a pretty decent finish in the Summit League this year, and you know the Summit League is a Summit League is a car crash. If you think the middle of the Big Ten is mucked, mucky, I say you uh, take a peek at the Summit League. I know it's uh, not exactly an apple store in his comparison, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, clogged up on on uh, ORU or, or Robert said um, on Thursday. I'd recommend any on uh, go down to Baxter and support the Mavs. So then on the you know we'll. Be back before the weekend to preview uh, Nebraska, Minnesota. Talk about uh, if anything else you know happens in the world of college basketball. If there's any extra inside info that I um, acquire before then, tune in here. Um, but yeah, Nebraska, Indiana, 7:30 Wednesday night at Assembly Hall. Um, yeah, winnable game. That's <laughs> gonna put it put it bluntly. Winnable game. Uh, Indiana's roster is a mess there. Situation around their program, the you know narratives around Mike Woodson. The, there have been alarms raised and sounded in uh, Bloomington with Ohio State firing Chris Holman when he did. I mean, it's a whole. Um, you know, we'll see what the, we'll see what the environment's like. Nebraska has, uh, you know, they've they've had some big ones at Assembly Hall uh, in this last decade, including the tournament year, and you know some teams a lot worse than this one have gone into uh, Bloomington and beaten a lot better Indiana teams too. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Be back here on Friday. Talk about Nebraska, Indiana, some other college basketball news, and preview the weekend. Uh, Once again, uh, follow the show on social media at StretchBigPod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Jacob A. Bigelow. Any questions, um, things you want me to touch on, uh, you can email the show at StretchBigPodcast at gmail.com. DMs are open on my personal Twitter account and the podcast Twitter account. And, uh, try to be as responsive as I can on social media as well. Uh, be sure to leave a review if you have not already. Appreciate everyone who's been following along all year. But we're under a month till the tournament, Selection Sunday. Um, I will be in Minneapolis for the conference tournament. I will be wherever Nebraska is uh, should they qualify for the NCAA tournament. There's some some fun things ahead. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to tell somebody you love them. Talk to you again later in the week. Thanks.